G'day everyone and welcome back to the 78 Amped Podcast. My name is Max Higgins and my guests today are sisters producing some of the best dance music getting around at the moment. Uh, please welcome Savannah and Bryony, better known to you as Kinder. Welcome to the show guys. How's it going? Hi. Good. We like to kind of kick off the show um, the same way each week by finding out what you guys have been listening to. So, you know, what's been spinning in your playlist lately or if you've had some some vinyl going on over the last little while, what's been uh, what's been catching your ear? Well, well, I've actually been listening to the Veronica's a lot <laughs> <laughs> because we just played festival with them and I love them. But also the Fred Again's new album. I've had on repeat. Yeah, I've had the Fred Again's new album on um, like everyone else. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's full of bangers, so I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. knock that. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Oh. And I've just gotten back into um, Panic at the Disco, whom I love <laughs> in high school. Sounds like there's a real, like, mid-2000s emo vibe undercutting yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like, we love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys front and centre for Veronica's When Untouched came on, just, like, throwing fists? Oh, well, I was on stage, actually. I jumped up. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think, a lot of listeners' dreams. <laughs> It's My so dream. funny, like we're meant to be performing like this, being professional. And Savannah's, I'm like, like oh, I'm like, running out there, so excited, <laughs> just like running around, being like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like on stage, like, oh my God, guys. Uh, it's <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, look, we can sit here and chat Veronica's all day, but let's dive into your music. Uh, you've just released your latest EP, Aquaba, which it's 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 a tight three and a three and a bit track uh, collection, uh, but it's also coming pretty hot off the heels of your Yanko EP, which dropped earlier this year. What kind of felt right about the timing to drop the, the EP sort of so soon after the last one? Probably because we took our sweet time to do the first EP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We spread it out over like so long, like three years. And then this EP took two years to make. So I think we just kind of wanted to get it out. Yeah. And yeah, now that we're on that roll, I think that's kind of the pace that we want to be at. Well, you say that now, but that's that's the goal. It's, it's exciting <laughs> because otherwise you sit on it for too long and it's like, oh, you get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean that this EP was, you were sort of working on this, like alongside the the Yanko EP as well, or was that one in the can before this one got started? Yeah, I think they were overlapping. Like we were still. Oh no, I think we'd written the first EP, but we were still like finishing it off. Yes, that's right. When we when we started this EP, yeah. And I suppose it, to that end, do do you were there were there tracks that were definitely on these this EP versus the last one, and sort of like what do you see as the difference between the two if you're working on them kind of concurrently? Was there a, a stark kind of narrative difference between the two? Well, I think this second one was actually a lot easier to pull together. Yeah. I think because it had a certain soundscape and we were writing it with the same two producers, so it was very much already in a lane, whereas the other tracks on the first EP, we were writing with lots of different people, we, it was our first time kind of, you know, doing an EP. So there was just a lot of fine tuning and a lot of things to think about that we yet hadn't before. We didn't we didn't really know what the process was meant to be like or going to be like. So I think the first EP was a little harder to finish. And this one was just like, whatever. Like yeah. we kind of we kind of we were on a roll. So we were like, yeah, let's not be so perfect about it. 
and let's just put it out. And um, I think it really worked for that particular EP to to handle it that way. It, was that kind of a lesson that you'd, you'd taken from the first album to sort of nail um, down that that process and, and find the that, that production team that you felt like you worked really well together with? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson is was just to, I think it's good to be picky. Yeah, it is. But also not to a point where it's like you never want to put it out because we, for the first time, we'll never, like we're always like, no, it needs this, it needs this. Like it was never, never felt done. Yeah. But for this one, we just like let go. I'm like, that's oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that both, I think for us, both uh, like ways about it work. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need a balance. Yeah. Definitely the, the, the end products both sound incredible. So, you know, the process to get there, obviously they both most work pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose one of the, the standout differences on this EP um, is that there's no sort of highlighted feature artists. You know, you guys are kind of the, the two standout voices across all the tracks on the EP. Did, did Was that a conscious choice as like a, a project to kind of highlight your yourselves a bit more on this on this release? Wasn't no, not really. We didn't even think about feature artists. <laughs> That's the first yeah. time we've ever weirdly put two and two together. <laughs> well, I think it's because in this EP, we're more like focused on the production of it. Like we thought that was like that was really cool. Yeah, John and John C are just incredible. Yeah, that. So was... the scene was just like an add-on. And because <laughs> we did this in, we literally made these demos within the, a week. So. It was just like what we did that week, we felt that's all it needed to be. Mm. It just was like a moment, like it was It was much more than just writing the EP. It was the experience with Jono and Jonti and the time we had in Byron. So it was like for us it just felt like, no, that's what it needs to be. We don't need anything else on this. We can't. We almost can't take this EP out of that time in Byron. Like, this <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. Yeah. It's so reflective of like that place, like that, yeah. that space that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's interesting, like that you said you'd you'd written all these demos in a week and then kind of like went through with the one production team. Do you feel like having that kind of um, space? I mean, time and space limitation on it kind of created an easier process for you in the end. I think might have. I think so. I think so. I think because it was just like. Because, too, when we wrote it, we didn't know if we were going to release it or not. It yeah, wasn't like there was no there pressure on to it. be like, we have to release what we're doing here. It was just like, let's just see what we get. And so it was just like we just allowed ourselves to run free. And then, yeah, I think that was probably the main factor. And then, of course, yeah, having only a few days to get it done. Yeah, like- and also... Cause they're just so amazing. Anything they did sounds so cool. Yeah, they are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. It's probably the main, the main part of why it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys ever find yourselves behind the production desk? You know, throughout the process. Not for that AP. That was them. Just, yeah, but usually we do like now all our new songs like coming out after this are mainly just us on production. Yeah, it's just it's do you, interesting. Yeah. Do you find like obviously you know you've got great trust in the team, um, that you know John and Johnny to, to to put together your vision or to kind of help craft that vision. Was it a, a process of like how did you build that trust? I guess you know like did were they sort of collaborators on that first EP and and how did you go kind of handing over the reins a little bit to them 
on the production desk to say, like, help us bring this EP to life? Well, I think because we didn't know we were going to release it, there was no pressure or expectation for it to sound a certain way. Like, it didn't need to match the other EP because we were just like, let's just have fun and see where this goes. And, like, when they started it, it was, like, really fast tempo and, like, we're not used to that. Now we played in all our sets, but back then we, like, had, like, 125 was, like, our... Yeah, and they're like, no, let's like they've been like listening to all these records from like London, and they play like fast tempo, and we're like, let's just go with it. And yeah, it's the best thing to ever happen because like now it's just so funny. It's like they saw our future because yeah, <laughs> now we're like personally listening to artists and genres that are very similar or kind of in the same lane as this EP that we've created. Um, it's just funny. It just like opened up a whole new world for us um, and taught us a lot. I think mainly to just let go and yeah. just see what happens. It's it is interesting that you mentioned that they've they kind of had all these artists from London because I, I think when I was sitting down listening to the EP, to my ears it was like a lot of these big bold sounds that felt very nineties, very like Manchester, maybe some Acid House in there. Mm. Were there any particular kind of influences that you guys were sort of drawing on? Um, either in the writing process or throughout the production process? Yeah, I remember Johnny played us this track by Fortet, um, which was really cool. Yeah, the the percussion in that is just, like, so unique and just, like, yeah, yeah. And then he started playing, like, 90s. It's like old 90s, like, Chicago house stuff. Yeah, some Chicago house stuff. It was, yeah, it was awesome. We were... (laughs) Our first EP was like influenced by like this genre coming out of Brazil, so we were like on the other side of the yeah. world, <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> you know. Which is so it's sick because it's like that's so exciting to just be like being able to make music, being influenced by all these different countries and sounds. It's cool. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Is it was it a bit of a were they trying to get that kind of warehouse rave vibe in the studio for you to kind of get that energy into the recording? Yeah, remember we turned the lights off and oh we, my God. we had a like we show had party, more, like rave it in was the so funny. Room. Yeah. <laughs> get the strobes busting. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> The, uh, the the vocal lines on on all three of the tracks, to be honest, are, are, are so tight and, and they complement each other so nicely. Uh, given you know, like how smooth and poppy the vocal lines are, and they're kind of compared to these really driving synth sounds. When you bring this to a live audience, like what's going to take precedence for you guys? How how are you going to kind of bring that to life um, between that, like that that juxtaposition? Well, we haven't, do you know what? We've only played K-pop so yeah, far. Yeah, we haven't played that Which too. kind of, that that production kind of flows nicely into the rest of our set. Um, but I'm really excited. I think we're waiting for the moment. I feel like we need like a really kind of dark, dank festival to play the other two yeah, tracks. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've got some coming up that we're going to, yeah, be able to put the whole EP into the set. It would be fun. Yeah. So not sure how we're going to tackle that, but we'll let you know. <laughs> I like to watch this space. That's a, that's a nice way to get about it. <laughs> you have a bit of history kind of in the DJ scene or in the club scene um from Sydney, which I suppose, you know, has those dark, dingy, close-in, um, intimate spaces. How much of your your sort of your live set overall do you think takes an influence from from your kind of foundation in that scene? Uh, it's definitely 
the driving factor. Yeah, it's still very like late night club set. Yeah. It depends. Like it depends where we're playing. Yeah, sure. Like we do, we'll sometimes, you know, make a remix or an edit of our lighter tracks if we are playing somewhere that's a little bit more clubby um, because we definitely still love, um, yeah, DJing those slots for sure. Mm. Yeah. Saying like, oh, it's, we we take influence from this like late night club vibe. I'd say like musically, it feels like it's so summer ready, like wide open field, like big outdoors um, festival type set. So it's interesting that you guys see it kind of as the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah true. Okay. Actually. Well, <laughs> I guess I think that the first tracks are definitely seen yeah. summery, like. But I think this EP, I see more like club, especially yeah. like getting on over. Yeah. yeah to be like. I say that like darker, <laughs> bit warehouse. Yeah, that's grinding up on the people around you. <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. that's what we're going for with that one. <laughs> uh, you do. I mean, you do have a, a, a pretty uh, solid run of shows coming up over the summer, um, and you're known for these very energetic, you know, fast-paced live shows. Do, does the crowd need a bit of a safety disclaimer about sort of staying hydrated uh, at the summer festival <laughs> shows? <laughs> Yeah, I reckon. We're going to go as hard as we can. Yeah. I've definitely realised how unfit I am. After oh, so unfit. Because- <laughs> what do you have to do? What do you do to get performance fit then? What's the what's the, what's the the regimen? Well, oh, we do Pilates, which is not good for fitness. Like, it's good for fitness, it but is, not but great not for cardio. cardio. Like, we need to be, like, running stairs and stuff. Yeah. Like, I literally <laughs> looked at Savannah on stage and was like, we need uh, yeah. to like to go to the gym or something. <laughs> I think the stage design with a few like reformer machines could be like really good. I think <laughs> yeah, bring, it to, bring it to life. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that we, we might hear uh, some more material coming fairly soon, but I suppose before we close out, uh, what does the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 look like for you guys? Well, yeah, we've got these shows coming up, which is exciting. We have the shows and then we're working on a track right now with uh, Rafa from Overseas, which we're really excited about. Yeah, that song is black. I think that's probably, oh, I say now, I want to say that it's like probably the most excited I've been about a track. (laughs) Yeah, we're very excited. But I probably shouldn't say that because I say that every time. (laughs) That's like saying this has been our favorite crowd to play. Yeah, I know. Uh, Stop saying that. <laughs> Look, as long as they believe it, it's fine. <laughs> sure. You really mean it when you're up there. The adrenaline's going. <laughs> well, Kinder's latest EP, Aquaba, is out now, so make sure to listen to that wherever you get your music. Uh, catch Kinder live at festivals across the country, including Summer Camp Festival in Melbourne, Van Fest in Bathurst, Ice Cream Factory in Perth, and Club God in Hobart between now and January. Uh, and head to more head to their socials for more info on those shows. Uh, Kinder, thanks so much for, for coming on the show and, and having a chat with us about uh, the new EP and, and what we might expect from the live sets. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Great chatting to you.